Welcome back, Scary Dolls. Hello. Hey. 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 <laughs> I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. I'm Caro. And we are Scary Not Scary Podcast. Witches. Today is all about witches. <laughs> you just jumped straight into it. <laughs> witches, sorry. It's all about witches today. It's all about witches. Witches. All right. Uh, guys, look, I have another story for y'all. <laughs> just 2020 down. is not my year. <laughs> I proceed. Have, I have bad luck for 2020. <laughs> this will be my year. <clears throat> I promise things will get better after this month is over. They're going to start like, oh, let me l- listen to see what they're going like, to like. They're going to start making like tally marks. <laughs> <laughs> 20, I'm going to make I'm going to ask Nick to make me a shirt that says 2020. Not my year. <laughs> <laughs> not my year. It's supposed to be my year. Your ear. My year. Oh. Year. <laughs> year. Sorry, no. guys. I can't hear shit because I am hungry. You can't hear anything because you're hungry. Yeah. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess. Whatever. Okay. So today, if I talk kind of weird, it's because the whole left side of my mouth is completely numb. Numb. Mm. Why? So, I went to the dentist today. Oh. And... I thought I was just going to get my filling redone because the old one was like kind of cracked. So he was like, OK, we're going to go ahead and redo it. So this whole thing happened with the scheduling, which irritated me on Monday. So I got it rescheduled for today at two. But it didn't click in my head that when the um, secretary told me, OK, well, um, you're going to come in for a crown prep tomorrow. Go ahead and come in at two o'clock. I was like, oh, OK, mind you, it didn't click in my head that I was getting a crown. Right. So today I go in and he starts numbing my mouth and I'm like, okay, cool. Like he's just going to numb me a little bit and like redo my, redo my, um, filling. Mm -hmm. No. Then he gives me five shots in my mouth and everything's drooping in my mouth. Saliva's coming down. He starts drilling down my tooth, puts everything in, takes like almost two out, two and a half hours. Right. And then the right before I leave, he gives me more of the numbness. And I was like, okay, well, how long is is my mouth going to be numb? And he was like, oh, you should be good by dinner time. I was like, okay, but what time is that? And he was like, "Mm, seven, eight o'clock. And I was like. Okay, um, so I record today for my podcast, and he goes, well, I mean, it'll bring some comedic relief, you drooling everywhere. I'm like, oh my God. So I was literally, earlier before I came, I was like having to hold my lip, because like drool was coming down, and then I called my dad right after, because I was supposed to go to my, or try to go to my grandma's today, and I called him, I was like, dad, I just got out of the dentist, he's like, why are you talking like that? And I was like, they numb my mouth, I'm literally holding my lip. It's starting to go away, but y'all should have saw me try to put my lipstick on. (laughs) I hate the dentist, you guys. Hate it, hate it, hate it. I have to get my teeth done all the time. I I get paranoid. I'm afraid that um, my teeth are all going to fall out. I just Mm -hmm. go the regular checkup. See? That's what I did. I go to Mexico. And then this happened. (laughs) And I was like, it's not bothering me. I don't need to get it redone. He goes, well, it will. And I'm like, but I don't need to get it redone. (laughs) You just want my money. (laughs) That's what they told me about this tooth that I have over here. Mm -hmm. They've like filled it. And he was like, well, you know, it's only going to hold for a few years. And then you're probably going to need a crown. And I was like, okay, no, not a crown. Root canal. That's what they told me about one I of my teeth. I always wear a crown, <laughs> but I didn't go because I was scared. <laughs> uh, I got I got my first root canal when I was like in middle school. I don't school. think I've ever had a root canal. I was oh, it's the worst. They like 
dig all up in your teeth. Uh, your no. Oh my god! Ooh, no we things. should write down dentist horror stories. <gasps> put it on the list. I'm gonna put it on the list right now, guys. <laughs> I'm writing. We were on Instagram Live earlier. You guys, so, you know, the, thank the you dentist, everybody who was watching us. The dentist is the only person in this world that gets paid to tell girls to open wide. Just kidding. That's gross. <laughs> I can't Sorry. think about that with my dentist because I've seen him since I was like eight or nine years old. Oh, so like we have <laughs> that cool mind. relationship with each other. <laughs> open wide. Say, ah. Uh. <laughs> they don't so, do that in Mexico. They just go and fucking open your mouth. So they always make fun of my teeth, right? My teeth are small. Like my small molars down here. Like they're tiny <laughs> teeth. Uh-huh. I have tiny teeth. So when I had my braces, they had to. It's so embarrassing. When I had braces, they had to special order my my bottom teeth brackets because my teeth are so small and then they had to use the pd brackets on my top teeth because they were so small so i couldn't even get the adult brackets done <laughs> because my teeth are tiny so when they did my my temporary crown on my tooth the the dental assistant was like oh your teeth it's so tiny look at it and i'm like sitting there i'm a grown woman <laughs> I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown every woman. Time, every time we talk about teeth, I just think about that song from Timmy Turner. Y'all watch the Friendly Out Parents, right? Yeah. Yes. But I don't remember. It's just like, um, my shiny teeth and me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Chip Skylark. Chip Skylark. Oh my He's gosh. What makes me happy. And he just starts singing about his teeth. I'm like, hell yeah, girl, you do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love him. I love everything. Um, and know. then I thought I heard the Lechusa last night. Oh, yeah. What? So I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> this is this is all going to tie in, Ashley. It's all going to tie in later. It's all going to tie in. Ay, yo, so You're Mexican. So you got to learn about these things. <laughs> How? What? 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 <laughs> I like what she goes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Tim literally has like a whole like little section recording of you going, Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> or, oh, my goodness. oh, hell no. <laughs> That's literally all you know. <laughs> That's Ashley's thing. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I don't have a thing. That's going to be you this it's entire valid. episode. Oh, oh, hell no. Oh, no. Well, okay. When I was researching for mine, because I'm doing the history of witches, mm-hmm. I was like legit, okay. I don't know. And then the other half, I was like, why the hell do they do these to these women? Like, this is insane. And I started going like off Mm -hmm. in my Mm -hmm. head. Well, with that said, okay, like y'all heard, I'm doing the history of witches. And I have a couple of things in here. So if you hear paper moving, so sorry. Um, Okay. So first off, witches. What are witches? Basically. Like, no one really knows for sure, like, what witches are. But the definition I found, um, I was watching this video. It was titled um, History of Witches Part 1. And I found it on YouTube. Um, And it said that the definition of a witch is... A woman thought to have magic powers, especially evil ones... properly depicted as wearing a black cloak and pointed hat and flying on a broomstick. The informal one is an ugly or unpleasant woman. Oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. 100%. (laughs) 
So, so basically, like, there's no really, they can't really tell for sure, like, when witches officially, like, originated. But the very earliest record of a witch was actually in the Bible. Um, it was the book of one Samuel. And I think this was thought to be written, like, 931 B.C. or 721 B.C. So in between that time is when this was written. So basically it's King Saul um, in the passage that's in there. It says King Saul sought the witch of Endor um, because he wanted to summon the prophet Samuel um, because they were like in this big like war and he wanted to help them like get people to fight the army and all that kind of stuff. So um, he ends up. The witch or yeah, the witch of Endor ends up um, bringing Samuel uh, back to life. And um, he actually prophesied that Saul and his sons were going to die. He didn't believe it. He was just like, okay, like, you know what? You're a dumb witch, like whatever. Like you didn't do it right. Um, But the next day, his sons actually did die in battle. And because of that, he committed suicide himself. So the prophecy came true. So she was real. So therefore, that's the very first record of like witches. Take that. Yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, And then so the origin of witches, early witches were people who basically practiced like what they said was like witchcraft. They would cast spells. Um, They would like call upon spirits, all that kind of stuff. But basically they were like associated with the devil all the time like they were saying oh you're the devil's work you're someone from the devil you have like books and stuff from the devil um but honestly like way back then they were just simply like natural healers or they were considered like wise women mm-hmm. you know like of their time it was just the profession they chose to go into was very like misunderstood um so with that being said what had happened was in Europe, in the mid-19... No. In Europe, in the mid-1400s, there was so many witches that were accused and a lot of witches that had, like, confessed. And I put the air quotes for confessed because a lot of these women were confessing under, like, torture. So they were saying, you're a witch, aren't you? You're a witch. And they're, like, doing all this stuff, like, to her. Like, they're, you know, those contraptions and things to like pull you and they were like torturing them yeah yeah so therefore they confessed that they Um, would um do like this wicked behavior so it's not really like they had any proof they tortured them into saying they were witches pretty much exactly they tortured them oh that makes me so mad and it was just like like single women if like if they were single if they were out late you know and they were single um if they were widows and they, you know how like the widows would always like wear black and stuff like. Because they're mourning their husbands. Because they're mourning. Well, they said like after a certain point, like if she kept wearing black and kept like staying up late, if she would like, you know, do things weird like around the town. Basically stuff that would make everybody like uncomfortable. They would say like, you're a witch. Like you're a witch. I would have been burned a long time ago. Yeah. And it was like basically any other like um, women who didn't fit the margin of society for that time. So anyone that basically went, like went against the status quo of it and didn't fit in, they were like, you're a witch. Like, so there's a lot of like, they could have been, they could have not been like, no one really knows for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a publication that came out and I'm going to butcher this name. It's called the Malleus Maleficarium. 
Um, it was written by two well-respected German Dominicans in 1486. And it's basically translated to be called the Hammer of Witches. It was basically a legit guide on how to identify, hunt, and interrogate witches. So they wrote this book on how to like, okay, if this person, you know, is doing this or doing this or doing this, they're a witch and you got to hunt them and then you got to like figure it out. And that was pretty much a bunch of men sitting around saying, hey. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Men. Yep. So um, it labeled witchcraft as like a heresy. Her- Kind of. So it basically this book basically became the authority for Protestant and Catholics trying to flush out witches living among them. And it was like for like over 100 years, people use this book, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sold so many copies, except um, in Europe. It was like second. So the Bible was first and then this book was second, like of how many copies and how many how many people followed it. like. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just like, seriously, trash. Yeah, like just they just made up this book. And then like, this is how you hunt and kill a witch. I feel like it was a bunch of men who were intimidated by strong women. Yeah, probably. Because that's what they were called. They were called wise women. Yeah, like people would go to them for like advice or, you know, for healing and like, you know, know, how like sometimes like we do now, like if we need like consoling or something for anything. You know, that just shows like that's just proof on how easily people are manipulated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if they know it's wrong, they still do it. Yeah. Oh, why? Because everyone else is doing it. That's Mm -hmm. why. Yeah, pretty much. Followers. (laughs) bandwagons makes me so mad (laughs) i'm upset so um that book was written in like 1486 so if you go a couple what is it like a hundred or so years later um this is so that book basically like helped set the like hysteria for all the witches and like that whole we need to kill them they're not good Mm -hmm. they're with the devil which brings us to like the whole salem witch trials and mm-hmm. such because that yeah <laughs> I'm a whole yeah. Salem witch trials <laughs> pisses me off yes pisses me off yep. you can't even imagine that's why I didn't talk about it so I, I mean there was like other like trials and stuff like around the world and everything but this is like the most famous you know one or the best known um, yeah. which was in Salem Massachusetts and it was in 1692 is when this all took place um, so the Salem witch trials began um, when nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris, Paris, Parish, Parish, and eleven-year-old Sorry, Abigail Williams, <laughs> what well, says Paris right here? Really? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I could be wrong. Me, I got my facts wrong. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it began when nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris and eleven-year-old Abigail Williams began suffering from fits, body contortions, and uncontrolled screaming. Today, it was basically they said they could have been poisoned by like a fungus mm-hmm. um, that caused like spasms and delusions. I said that weird spasms. Um, sorry. <laughs> that was weird. Spasms. 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 Your Texan came Texan out. Texan came out. <laughs> um, so nowadays, it's basically they could have um, been poisoned by like a fungus um, and it caused spasms and delusions. So it. They weren't being like, you know, they weren't it? being bewitched. Yeah, they weren't being bewitched. They were basically or consuming like 
a fungus that they weren't supposed to be. Yeah. So they had like mass hysteria and there was three women that were accused of like witchcraft or putting some sort of like spell or something on them, which mm-hmm. was Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne and Tituba. Mm-hmm. Um, Tituba was an enslaved woman owned by Paris's father. So there was like their slave pretty much. Um, Tituba confessed to being a witch and then began accusing others of using black magic. So on June 10th, Bridget Bishop became the first accused witch to be put to death during the Salem witch trials. So basically the, the biggest or the most common way of killing the witches was to hang them. Um, way back then they would burn them like, you know, at the stake and stuff. Mm -hmm. But during the Salem witch trials, it was mostly like hanging, um, at the gallows pretty much. So basically around 150 people were accused of being witches and 18 were put to death during this time. So it was basically just the whole big, like, well, he's a witch too. She's a witch. Like Mm -hmm. she's a witch. And he said, she said, yeah, it was like, everyone started going crazy and didn't know what to do. And they just started like blaming, you know, everybody else pretty much. Um, so women weren't the only ones, which brings me to that. Um, back then it was mostly women. So like 75 to 85% of witches were women, but there was like a small percentage of men um, that were in there. I think it was, um, what did I write down? It was, it was another little like city in Europe that actually, um, it was like seven to three. Um, So there was like seven men to like three women that were witches. So that one like was predominant in that little city. I think I wrote it down somewhere else, but I can't remember. I'll find it. Um, So women weren't the only victims of the witch trials. They're just the most talked about. There were six men who were actually convicted and executed. So out of the 18, six were were men. Um, Which I think is crazy because it's like most you hear about witches and it's like, oh, all women. Mm -hmm. But you rarely hear about like the men witches. But I guess because they're not really called witches, they're called like sorcerers or magicians or wizards. yeah. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So Massachusetts wasn't the first wasn't the first of 13 colonies to obsess about witches Um, in Windsor, Connecticut in 1647. Alce Young was the first person in America executed for witchcraft Um, before Connecticut's final witch trial took place in 1697. 46 people were accused of witchcraft in that state and only 11 were put to death for the crime. In Virginia, people were a little bit less frantic about witches. Um, In the lower, like, Norfolk country, in 1655, they actually passed a law that was making it a crime to falsely accuse someone of witchcraft. So they had it right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were like, okay, if you falsely accuse somebody, like, you're going to be put in jail pretty much. Yeah. Um, But still, everyone was so concerned about it. So there was like about two dozen witch trials. Uh, Most of them were women and they took place in Virginia between 1826 and 1730. Um, But none of the accused were actually executed. So there was just trials that like went on. Um, Still, there was in um, European history. So. There is an episode of this show called European History. Um, and it's basically like one of those shows that talks about like myths and inaccuracy, like in history. 
So in Dan Brown's Da Vinci Code, um, it stated that the church turned at the stake an astounding five million women. What? Yes. <gasps> uh-huh. Which actually is astounding if it was true. But um, the actual numbers are a little bit lower than that. So it was between 1482 and 1782. And there was about 100,000 people across Europe that were accused of witchcraft. But only between 40 and 50,000 were actually accused. So about half half of them so basically like during this entire time people just took the witchcraft and ran with it like they didn't they didn't really stop to like talk to any of these women they didn't try to like understand them they didn't try to understand like what it is they actually do you know they would just like i mean because back then people didn't really know like a lot of things like about witch. they automatically assumed and just child them Mm -hmm. pretty much yeah. Um, oh, here it is. I found it. Yeah, witches. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. So in Europe, 70 to 80 percent of people um, that were accused of witchcraft were female. Um, but in the country of Namur, which is modern day Belgium, um, there was there was seven to three. In Moscow and in Normandy, there was three to one male witches so there was a lot of male witches back in the day there they weren't they just weren't as um i i have a feeling too because they were men so if they were out late or something they're not going to be like well what are you doing like out yeah. late like what's going on or if they were like single they didn't criminalize cr- criminalize men back then it was Mm-mm. yeah all women yeah pretty much like Mm, it's kind of like how it is today, but okay. Mm, I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, mm-hmm. like, it brings us to the question of different types of witches. So there's a whole, there's the ones that are called, like, the Satanism witches. And then there's the, like, you know, the Wicca witches. Then there's the Paganism witches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all those kind of kinds of things. So I like this quote um, that's in here. So are witches real? One of the most famous witches in Virginia history is Grace Sherwood, whose neighbors alleged she killed their pigs and hexed their cotton. Other accusations followed and Sherwood was brought to trial in 1706. The court decided to use a controversial water test to determine if her guilt if she was guilty or innocent. So basically they tied her to a chair, threw her in the river. If she sank, she was innocent. If she floated, she was um, guilty. That was their test to see if she oh was a witch God. or not. Yeah. Um, that makes me so mad. I know. I know <laughs> I'm not I know. even talking because I'm pissed. <laughs> so she didn't sink. She um, floated. So she was convicted to being a witch, but she actually wasn't killed. She was put in prison for eight years, though. Like, we fucking float, bitch. We got titties. <laughs> I float. Um, so, it basically, in 1730, because of, um, because of her trial, pretty much, there was, like, this article that came out. It was said to be written by Benjamin Franklin, but they're not, you know. Ben- yeah, Benjamin Franklin. But they're not completely sure about it. 
but it came out in the Pennsylvania Gazette in 1730. And it basically brought to light all of the ridiculousness of all this witchcraft accusations. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't long before like the whole witch hysteria started dying down and um, new laws in the new world were passed um, to help protect people from being wrongly accused and convicted, which brings us to today's um, modern day witches. So modern day witches of today, um, they shake the historical stereotype. So most of them practice Wicca, which is an official religion in um, the United States and in Canada. So basically Wiccans, they avoid evil and the appearance of evil at all costs. Um, their Mm -hmm. motto is pretty much like harm nobody or harm none. Um, And they strive to live a peaceful, tolerant, balanced life um, that's in tune with nature and humanity. Mm -hmm. So they can still perform witchcraft, but it's like nothing sinister. Like it's like their spells and stuff are more so of like um, it's derived from this book called The Book of Shadows, which is the 20th century collection of wisdom and witchcraft. Um, it's basically can be compared to like other prayers, like of religion, um, and like their potions and stuff are going to be more like herbal teas Mm -hmm. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not really like nowadays when you think of like witches, like everyone thinks like Wicca. So it's not like they're thinking they're going to like poison you or, you know, make you do anything like like that. You think about it, it's more like everything has a god and a goddess. Yeah. The goddess of the moon, the goddess of a tree. Yeah, it's exactly. It's very relaxing. Yeah. And so it's, um, it's actually. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like if they do <laughs> um, like use spells or whatnot, it's mostly to stop people from doing evil doing or harm to like themselves um many have embraced it for basically healing and protection against like this so-called immortality immortality that they're all like accused of because they're they're saying that witches never like grow old because of all like the spells and devil worship that they do that they're supposed to stay young forever and like beautiful and they would think that too like way back then they were like oh my god like she's like the most beautiful you know, person ever. She's out late at night. She buys like this weird like spices or whatever from the market. Like she must be like, and weird. she's just making my noodle, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> she's making she's like, on the make my noodle. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Mm. Like so. I mean, and because it's also like nowadays, a lot of witch like there's so many different like all the witches portrayed mm-hmm. in all the movies. So like, like the paganism witches. And like the Satanism, which you can kind of see it. What's that movie called? Um, the what? Craft. Oh, yeah. Have you all seen The Craft? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that's a good example. Like the the short haired girl, the black haired yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. She's like the satanic like witch. And the other ones are like more so paganism. Witches. Yeah. So it's like. Oh, hail to the powers of the, <laughs> the guardians of the watchtower of the West. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it's also because of like, you know, film and TV and stuff like that. They always like paint witches as like bad evil, people. bad, ugly, hag people. And okay, I get you know, it. They, <laughs> they like cast spells and hexes and they just want to like, you know, bring you to the devil. Or like whatnot. just the word witch in general, people just think Freak devil out. worshiping. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's more than. 
bewitching and killing people you you light candles you say prayers as well like you know what i mean yeah it's nothing like people think like nowadays i feel like people are more like open to like embracing it Mm -hmm. or more open to like okay you you know you practice that like what is it but back then they would have been like bitch bye back then if you were not roman (laughs) catholic you were the devil yeah any little thing you did convicted you no matter what yeah that's what i'm saying i would i would have been dead a long time yeah me too yeah because i haven't saw me i stay up to like past four in the morning sometimes you're a witch (laughs) (laughs) and i love tea and i like the loose leaf tea so i'm constantly buying like tea stuff am i a witch witch. (laughs) you're a witch witch. (laughs) yeah like Like, i wear black all the time like on practical magic the little kids witch bitch you're a witch (laughs) yeah (laughs) i love that movie me too but see that scares me too like the little towns they make up their own rules there they convict however they want to convict like the small little towns, and that's how they were doing it that's basically how they were doing it like in those small little towns like there was also a a rye a urine thing for witches you know how like you said that some of them would float Mm -hmm. i remember reading somewhere too that they would mix the witch's urine with rye and feed it to a dog. Obviously, the dog's going to get sick. Uh-huh. And if the dog would get sick, she was a witch. So now they're oh. killing animals, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's not funny, but people are stupid. They're yeah. Dumb. Mm-hmm. Like anything will make a dog sick. You don't feed it bread. I mean, at least I don't think so. <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Spe- I cannot. Well, speaking of witches, witches, I'm doing my story on the Bell Witch. The this Bell is my favorite Witch. story. Y'all. I've actually never heard of this before. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Like when y'all Buckle were both up. talking about it, I have no idea what y'all were talking Buckle about. Buckle up, Buttercup. So I know we were like, people automatically think that witches are evil and blah blah blah. This witch was evil. <laughs> She's the exception. <laughs> She's the exception. And like, this is like super popular, well-known story. And this, like, it's a huge Southern lore. Like everybody knows about this story. And there's been a lot of like YouTube videos on it. Ghost mm-hmm. Adventures did an episode. There's a lot of podcasts just specifically around I this really? story. Yeah. So this is our version. <laughs> it's all the same version. <laughs> it's all the same facts. Um, but yeah, so it's um, pretty much a story of a spirit who pretty much tormented a Tennessee family for over 200. Uh, that happened over 200 years ago. So in the early 1800s, John Bell moved his family from North Carolina to the Red River bottomland in Robertson County, Tennessee. They went ahead and settled in a large community. Uh, which became so nowadays um it's called adams tennessee mm-hmm. is that, did i get that right mm-hmm. I adams? Think I would, right adams tennessee mm-hmm. yeah so later on it pretty much is known now as adams tennessee and uh, this was like this happened many years later um bell purchased some land and a large house for his family over the next several years he acquired more land which increased his holdings to 328 acres um he cleared out a bunch of fields he planted corn crops all this stuff like he like they were busy um he also made an elder of the red river 
so he built a church and it's called Elder of Red River Baptist Church. Um, they also had three, three children after moving to Tennessee. So they had their daughter, Elizabeth, who they've named Betsy, who was born in 1806, Richard in 1811, Joel in 1813, um, of course, and then their firstborn, which is John Bell Jr., in 1804, John Bell and his family settled on the 300 acres of land and disturbances began over a decade later. Beginning in 1817, um, it first started with sounds, um, mostly just scratching at the wall. They would hear rustling outside, thinking that it's animals like running around outside. They didn't think anything of it. Um, there's like somebody slapping like it sounded like somebody was like pretty much like slap are you okay ash <laughs> you didn't hear that no they're watching tv i think oh <laughs> right when you said it started with sounds i heard like a it went <laughs> sound oh, and i was I all, didn't even hear it what the fuck? <laughs> we're gonna see like Jura Matt come out through the window I... let me in <laughs> scared the shit out of me sorry Okay, so um, they would hear like slapping on the walls eerie chain rattling um they would find like little critters like that would show up around the area that they couldn't identify. Um, John Bell one day was outside in his crops and he heard rustling and he said that he saw what he described as a half dog, half rabbit. And it was like a creature that just didn't look like it belonged in that world. What? So John shot his shot his gun several times until the animal vanished. So the animal ran away. He didn't think anything of it. He went back inside, had dinner with his family and fell asleep. It wasn't before long. They started getting more activity in the house. Um, the the sounds continued. Um, it happened more at night. Um, his son's. Like every time they heard a sound outside, um, John Bell and then his sons ran outside trying to catch to see what it was or who it was because it happened so often. Um, the, the, his kids started beginning, started to complain about like their blankets being pulled off of them, that there is like rats scratching like at their bedpost. So they heard like a scratching sound. Ooh, I'm just like thinking of it. It's giving me the chills. <laughs> So like they would hear like scratching at their bedpost. So they were thinking that it was maybe rats that were in the house. So like he did a whole inspection of the house. Of course, couldn't find any rats. Um, they so John Bell himself started hearing faint whispers and voices. Um, and it was too weak to too weak to understand. But then he started hearing like an old woman singing like hums like <laughs> why you gotta do the sound effects <laughs> the encounters escalated um bell's youngest daughter betsy began experiencing brutal encounters um the invisible entity would pull her hair slap her often there would be like welts all over her body handprints all over her and like she got the worst out of everybody um oh as far as like the physical abuse um, John told his family to keep it a secret and eventually it escalated around town. And then that's when James Johnson um, became interested. So 
um, Johnston and his wife spent, um, their, this was their next door neighbor. Like he finally, like John Bell's, you know what? I need to tell somebody. So he went ahead and told his next door neighbor, James Johnston about what's been going on. So Johnston and his wife decided to go over and spend a night to see what was going on to see, because John was just like, oh, like he was just done. You know, his kids were scared. His wife was terrified. His daughter's getting physically abused. He wasn't sure what was going on. Mm-hmm. He heard an old woman's voice. Supposedly this woman was like, a she she announced herself that she was like a next door neighbor that didn't get along with John but he didn't know like what she was talking about he's never met this woman whatever so James and his wife went ahead and spent and spent the night at the Bell's house um and they ended up being subjected to the same terrifying disturbances that John Bell and his family experience um, after having his bed covers removed and um, him and his wife had their bed covers removed. They were being slapped repeatedly. Um, Johnson sprang out of bed and screamed out in the name of the Lord, who are you and what do you want? And then suddenly it was quiet. They didn't get any disturbances after that. So it was, it was peaceful for the rest of the night. The entity's voice strengthened over over time. And it was to the point to where it was so loud, like it literally sounded like somebody else was in the room with them. The singing got loud. The hums got loud. Um, she started quoting like scriptures. Um, she even carried on like intelligent conversations. She even once quoted word for word um, two sermons of two sermons that were preaching like 13 miles apart from each other at the same time. Like, oh. Yeah, it was weird. Um she was talking uh, so the word so pretty much the supernatural phenomenon that happened at the John Bell's land um spread and that's when major general andrew jackson um got interested so um john bell's three sons were actually at one point um fought with general jackson in the um, battle of new orleans and so that's how he got whiff of like what was going on on the property so he decided to go ahead that he wanted to go and visit the farm so he convinced uh, in 1819 he and he convinced a couple of his troops to go with him to the farm on their way into the farm um the the horse was you know pushing the wagon along and and suddenly it was almost like um, an invisible barrier right before they got onto the property. Like the wagon got stuck and the horse couldn't push it anymore. So it was almost like if somebody was holding the wagon from behind and wouldn't let them go. So the general, um, General Jackson said, by the internal boys, that must be the Bell Witch. So yeah. as soon as he said that, the voice told Jackson, you can proceed, but I will see you later. <laughs> Ashley's face. One of the men, one of the troops that was with Jackson. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm done. One of, one of the troops that was with General Jackson claimed to be a witch tamer. After several uneventful hours, he pulled out a shiny pistol and proclaimed that its silver bullet will kill any evil spirit and any evil witch. And that the reason why they weren't getting any like, um, why are you staring at me like that? 
because Ashley's giving me like, the most dirtiest look. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so when they first got there, there wasn't really besides when they first arrived to the property, there wasn't any activity that was going on. So this guy that was proclaiming to be a witch tamer said that the reason why that the witch or the spirit wasn't doing anything was because it was terrified of the silver bullet. So almost as soon as almost immediately after he said that the man started screaming, his body began jerking around and was being thrown around like a rag doll. <laughs> so pretty much um, they heard a loud woman's voice that yelled fraud. They yelled what? Fraud. 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 He's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you to stop doing that voice. <laughs> it's fun. Oh I love this. Um, so pretty much she told she told the general he's a fraud. He's lying. Like he's not a witch chamber. He's bullshitting. Like I'm the real thing. I'm glad she got her hands yeah. on him. <laughs> so now that everybody's terrified, the men beg John, beg Jensen. I'm um, sorry. Now that the men are terrified, obviously, after what happened, yeah. um, they begged. They're begging the general to go back. But. Um, she, the spirit announced that there was another fraud within his troops. So he didn't want to leave. He wanted to stay because he wanted to find out who Um, else was a fraud that was in his troops. So like somebody was lying about who they really were. And then he was thinking maybe somebody was going to like backstab him or whatever. Like there's all these different Um, like conspiracies of like what the reason why he wanted to stay maybe he wanted to like learn more about her nobody really knows what happened that night because they were actually seen in a different town the next day so there's not really any documentation of like what him and his men experienced for them to leave and he hasn't really like he never spoke out and said anything um the only recording um the only documentation that they have from general johnson was that he uh, will never go to um the bellwitch property ever again that it was the most terrifying experience experience that he ever had so over time for me yeah so over time betsy bell um, became interested in joshua gardner he was a young man who lived not too far from them Um, they got permission from both their parents to get married everybody was super excited about their marriage except for one person or thing which was the spirit so the spirit didn't like joshua Um, whenever they would try to go and play by the river or even by the cave where this witch um was supposed that's where she lived um she would torment them pretty much and the torment got to the point to where one day um betsy took joshua to by the river and broke off the engagement after that happened um the tormenting that she was getting from the spirit stopped so she gave the spirit what it wanted Mm -hmm. which was for her not to marry joshua um Mm -hmm. but the spirit um continued to express its dislike for john bell and she pretty much vowed to kill him one day oh yes so at this point, Bell had been exper- John Bell had been experiencing episodes of twitching in his face. He had difficulty swallowing. He was pretty much like slowly dying. Um, and his sickness grew worse and worse every day. By the fall of 1820, um, his declining health had confirmed him to ha- pretty much like for him to stay at home. So he was like on and that time it was like hospice. So he was on his deathbed pretty much like there was nothing more that they could do for him 
Um, he ended up having a seizure, which put him in a coma and then he then died. Oh my God. Almost immediately after he died, um, John Bell Jr. found like a vial in a cabinet that had poison in it and they went ahead and fed it to the cat and the cat died almost immediately. And then as soon as that happened, um, they heard a voice that said, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. So John Bell Jr. got scared, got the vial, threw it in the fire. As soon as he threw it in the fire, it burst into a bright, a bright bluish flame and like shot out from the chimney. It was almost like fireworks that happened as soon as they threw the vial inside the fire. Ash, <laughs> guys, I'm sorry. Um, I keep having to stop because Ash is like terrified because of my voices. But I gotta make it interesting. She, I just her know eyes like, are watery. I just know like something more is coming. It's <laughs> like, oh my god! After John Bell's death, the entity almost was non-existent altogether. But then on April 1821, the entity um, visited John Bell's wife, or now. Um, Widow, um, and she said that she would return and visit in seven years. So in 1828, the entity returned as promised and visit, and the visits pretty much centered around John Bell Jr. Um, after three weeks of the entity visiting, the entity told John Bell Jr. that it would visit back in 107 years. So this would have been in 1935, and in the most um, so the most direct descendant of the Bells would have been Dr. Charles Bailey Bell. So Dr. Bell ended up writing a book in 1934. So this was the year before. But he was just writing like the basic history of the Bell Witch. He didn't write anything that was like his own experience. So nobody really knows like if she went and like harassed him or whatever. Like there's, there's no documentation. But 170 years later would have been um, 1935. Damn. Um, uh, that. So pretty much the entity tormented the Bell family and the Red River settlement for almost 200 or she tormented them over 200 years ago and is completely blamed on all the unexplained manifestations that occur on the old Bell farm today. And if you didn't know. They do the Bell Witch Cave tours. So they actually do tours. <sighs> in her cave they do um canoeing and like what is it called where like you're in like the donut and you're floating like you're floating in the river tubing tubing they do tubing in the river of course you have to pay for it um the cave tour lasts about 30 to 45 minutes the cabin tour they do a cabin tour of the bell house the cabin tour lasts for about 30 minutes so you'll have enough time to really get the feel of the ghostly vibes in the air mm. Um, the Bell Witch Cave Tours requires some people or requires everybody to write or to sign a waiver. Um, this is pretty much the same because it's like natural environments. If like you fall or hurt yourself, like they're not liable for your injuries. Like you no. pretty much know what you're getting yourself into. But we all know if you get possessed by the Bell Witch or she ends up following you, they're not liable for that either. <laughs> but if you would like to do the tour... It's $18 to do both the tour and the cabin. To do the tour of the cave and the cabin, you must be 18 years or older to join. And this is why you need to go. It is one of the most haunted destinations in the nation, and you can explore the natural cave where the witch is said to live. <laughs> so, I'm good. 
if you didn't know, there was um, a Bell Witch movie. I think it was in, I wrote it down, in 2007. It was created. And so some of the um, the writer and the director and like the producer sent in their encounters that they experienced. So this was by Rick Rick White, who is the writer of The Bell Witch and then the director of the movie. So he said a few years ago, while conducting research for this script that would later become The Bell Witch Haunting, I was walking near the opening of the cave on the Bell property with a fellow writer. We were walking right beside each other with no one else around. Everything was very quiet eerie quiet when suddenly we heard a woman angrily whisper over our shoulders in our ears and said what are you doing here (laughs) we both quickly turned around and no one was there damn linda thornton the producer of the movie said a couple of years ago a group of people i was in that group went to the bell witch cave in adams tennessee after touring the cave our group was talking right outside of the opening i then decided to walk ahead to our car well while i was walking alone i suddenly heard a woman's voice coming from behind me in a loud whisper linda linda (laughs) as i looked around to see who's I'm sorry. As I looked around to see who from the group was playing tricks on me, there was obviously no one to be seen. You see, it's an open field going from the cave to the parking lot of the property. So it's very unexplainable and unnerving of who could have made of who could have whispered my name. So it was like an open field. So like there was no hiding spots. There was no trees. So like she would have easily have been able to see like somebody like run away if they're playing a trick mm-hmm. on her or whatever yeah so this is from cheryl i don't know how to say her last name i'm gonna butcher it cheryl boggle <laughs> she said about three summers ago that um her son and his wife and then another their couple of friends went ahead and decided to go canoeing they're canoeing down the river and they ended up by the bell witch cave well the bell witch cave was actually closed because they weren't doing tours that day so when they got off on the banks him and his friend decided to go by the by the cave and like hold on to the bars like look inside and they were i guess conversating about like what it was and like the legend behind it well suddenly they heard a huge like a super loud ugly gurgling scream coming from the cage and the men and they ran away because they were so scared so he ended up calling his mom and telling his mom what happened because he was so terrified and like when they told their wives they're like it was probably your imagination like you were probably scared or whatever well she said when they returned home two days later he said he couldn't sleep because he could still hear the screaming in his the screaming in his ear so they heard the loud gurgling screams and she was saying what are you doing here so it was similar to what the writer and director heard heard yeah so this is from patricia bell tyler and yes she is a direct descendant from the bell family wow she wrote in and said i am a direct descendant of john bell and i have heard stories of the bell witch since i was a little girl i have one encounter my family and i um, experienced on a sunday when we drove down to the bell property i was i'm sorry 
It was a bright, beautiful, sunny day. We all piled out of the car at the Bell Cemetery to look at all the gravestones and pay respects to our ancestors. As we were walking among them, all of a sudden the sky got really dark and it looked like it was going to storm. Big raindrops were dropping and the wind blew so cold and strong. We all got back in the car and drove away. As my dad was backing out of the cemetery, the sky suddenly got cleared and it was bright blue and sunny again and the wind out of nowhere stopped. Needless to say, we got out of there just in time. Who knows, maybe she was trying to follow us. Hmm. Possibly. <sighs> yeah. And then also too, fun fact, if y'all didn't know, Ghost Adventures, they did um, an episode of the Bell Witch Cave May 11, 2019. That episode is actually on YouTube. It's on DirecTV if you want to watch it. I was going to watch it before I came, but I fell asleep. <laughs> I don't like that. And I fell asleep. The Bell Witch. Yeah. But does it ever say why she chose them? Like it's she it's just like an entity that attached themselves attached herself to them. Like nobody knows why. Supposedly she was um like a next door neighbor that didn't like John Bell and they said that she lived in the cave and hated him. Like she hated him. And then obviously she had something against the daughter. Damn. Maybe she was a lesbian. She liked his wife. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. I don't like that. Okay. Yeah. And there's 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 a lot of um, other like people that do the story and they get like super in depth into it and probably have more information than I did. But this is kind of like what I was able to conjure up. But let me read you something that fucked me up last night when I was. I mean, <laughs> she's love. That's not enough. That's no. <laughs> I feel like that was enough. <laughs> no, girl. I'm kind of so, fucked up already. <laughs> like, mind you, I got a lot of my information off the actual website, the bellwitch.org, um, and I was reading the story right. And honestly, like, I've kind of heard, like, bits and pieces of... The, I literally thought it was just the witch that lived in the cave. <laughs> like, I thought they named her, like, the Bell Witch. Yeah. I, like, and I've um, briefly, like, heard, like, YouTube videos and stuff about it, but I never really heard the full background story. So, like, hearing this, that it was an entity that attached yeah. to the family, I didn't know that. So, like, I read the whole story on bellwitch.org, right? So... <laughs> The very end, mind you, this is like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. So the very end of this fucking article, it says, um, where is it at? Um, who knows? It happened to John Bell's family in 1817. Maybe next time it will happen to your family. Hold that thought for now and pleasant dreams. <laughs> I was all, fuck you. <laughs> I was terrified. Terrified. Really? So then get this. So y'all know those houses, right? That, that, that they built. Okay, somebody moved into one of those houses. So literally right after I read that, I hear screaming and I'm like, okay, it's probably cats like mating. Because that's what it sounded like. It sounded like cats were mating. And then it sounded like it was kids screaming. And I was like, what the hell was that? And it sounded like it was echoing outside. And I'm sitting there and the baby's asleep on the floor and I'm sitting there and I'm frozen. And I'm like, it's the Lechusa. Mm -hmm. it's a freaking mm -hmm. lechusa because she either whistles or she screams yeah. to get your attention she sounds like children so i'm like praying and i'm just frozen and i want to look outside but i'm too scared to look outside so then i'm like tim tim 
babe, babe. He doesn't come out. He doesn't come from downstairs or from the loft downstairs. So that's how I knew he had his earbuds in. So I text him, babe, come downstairs now. And then I hear him coming downstairs. So I was like, do you hear that? And he stops and then the screams start up again. He's like, what is that? I was like, thank God you hear it. I'm not going crazy. So then he comes to me and he looks scared, but he's trying not to be scared because I'm like, <laughs> like freaking out, <laughs> freaking out. And I'm like, the freaking Luchusa found me. The Bell Witch found me. Like, oh my, oh my God, why freaking Caro told me to, to do the, to do the story. It's all her fault. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, why did I listen to her? I should have just did the one I wanted to do. Oh my God. Right. I'm like already blaming Caro. Oh, okay, and then thanks. like the screaming gets louder and louder and louder. And I'm like, what? is that I'm like I'm gonna look outside he goes don't look outside I'm like why he goes that I mean it's not scary but it's weird I was like no it's freaking scary it's not well, scary then I hear my neighbor downstairs she goes hey hey close your fucking back door we're trying to sleep and we can hear you so whoever moved into the house that's directly behind the apartment complex like it was probably their kid god. so then i started feeling bad because i'm like oh my god i thought it was like an evil entity like the lechuza or something trying to get oh me. my god so then i felt bad and then i heard their dad go oh oh i'm sorry okay i'm sorry i'll, I'll close the door oh yeah. no hey, your neighbor's rude <laughs> I know, but she was pissed, but it was loud and it yeah. went on for like a good 30 to 45 minutes. Oh, that's like, a lot. It was yes. going on for a and long those time. Those clouses. Those yeah, houses are so they're close. They're super close. Like I could, I guys, my words all I the kid time. you not, I could literally go outside of my balcony and if those people are having like a barbecue, I could be like, hey, can you throw me a brisket or something like i'm hungry <laughs> too or hey it. do y'all have some milk can you give me like a cup of milk like that's really? how close they are i'm so close my balcony is in their backyard yeah yeah so i thought it was haunted because of Godo last night but i wasn't you're welcome oh hell no <laughs> hell no uh-uh like mm-mm. i don't like that one <laughs> i hate that one do you is yours not that bad i have four stories I, uh, they're not that bad. <laughs> I didn't really pick that. Some that were like scary, scary. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What? Okay. You want to say something? <laughs> I'm just thinking about those screams I heard. It was terrifying. And Tim, it's not scary. It's just weird. Oh, it's, you're scared, Tim. Stop. It was scary. <laughs> He's like, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I'm a I know he was, man. I saw it in his face. <laughs> but he was trying not to freak out because I was freaking out. And I was like getting ready to grab the baby. Because I was oh, like, yeah, let's yeah. run. Mm-hmm. I would have. I would have been like, fuck that. I'm and out. And then like, I was going to go to my bedroom because I have the holy water by her crib in um, like a little mason jar. So I was going to leave to go get the holy water but I didn't want to leave her by myself, but I was so terrified. I was frozen and I just kept praying <laughs> and it turned it out happened. to be, a, it turned out to be a real person. So then I started feeling bad. <laughs> I would have felt bad too. But it was like I, 11 I o'clock been at like, night. Excuse me. You scared the shit out of me. It was like 11 <laughs> o'clock at like almost midnight when Oy. all that happened. And then it happened right after I read that article. What are the odds, right? Yeah. See, that's why I don't do research at night. There you go. <laughs> I do it at night all the time. I know, me especially too. like at <laughs> midnight. Not me. Especially like at Daylight. midnight. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <like> what? Girl. <laughs> you sh- can you close those blinds? Because it's starting to freak me out a little bit. I don't know how to do it. Uh, no. You're going to have to deal with it. Ready? Because I have some stories okay. for you, girl. I'm just kidding. So I just, I decided to talk more about the other kind of witches. So the kind of witches I grew up with, the brujas. So these aren't scary, Ashley. So, um, so this is just something like I strongly believe in because, you know, like I'm really Mexican. 
um, I was brought up with all this stuff, you know, like when you tell other people like, yeah, just get an egg and rub it on them and say a prayer. Uh, and they, they look at you they weird. They look at yeah, you they weird. They're like, what? Time. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, like they have a hole. Or when when you give babies the little bracelets with the, with the eye so they won't get a hole. Like it's just things like that that are like really near and dear to my heart because that's like where you come from. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it's just brujeria magic. Um, it's over 500 years old. It was practiced by the people living in the States that were part of Mexico. So many misunderstand what brujeria is um, and mistake it for magic used to harm or to kill others. Um, but it's the exact opposite. Bru- brujeria sees magic as either justified or not justified. So this is in complete contrast of wicked ideas of harming someone or the threefold law. So the threefold law is um, whatever you do will come back to you three times. You know Worse. I mean? Three times is mm-hmm. bad. Um, so the first story, actually, I was on YouTube and I was just listening to stories. And um, I heard this one from this guy. Um, and I actually wrote to him. I was like, hey, can I say your story on my podcast? And he was like, yeah, go ahead. I didn't know he was going to write back, but he did. Wow. Um, yeah, his channel is called Coffin Crew and it's spelled with K. So Coffin with a K and Crew with a K. Um, so look him up. Give his channel some likes or something. You know? <laughs> Give them those likes. Thumbs up. Yeah. Subscribe. <laughs> so I'm just going to read this one word for word. So that's So I won't butcher it for him. I'm going to make it nice. Um, it says many years ago, I was following a path that would have led me to my death. Uh, this time in my life was full of chaos and pain. One night that came knocking at my door, um, but my life was spared. After my near death experience, I stayed at home for eight months recovering. In the process, I had violent nightmares of rotting flesh, animal attacks, falling into an endless pit, including the Grim Reaper himself, telling me I would suffer because I was spared. Can you just like imagine you dreaming about the Grim Reaper? I just can't. Mm-mm. No, that's kind of terrifying. Scary. Yeah. No, says these are a few of the dreams that would uh, that were reoccurring during this time. One day I received a call from a friend who suggested that I see someone to perform a cleansing on me. I laughed it off, but became curious. The following day, he took me to visit this person. We drove for about an hour, more or less, to a remote location. Upon pulling up, um, my friend said, don't make jokes. Don't be disrespectful. Listen carefully and answer all the questions you're being asked. I noticed the serious look on his face. He seemed a bit nervous. I asked him what was wrong and he said, she's a witch and has been practicing for many years. It runs in her family. The home was old. It had no grass, just dirt and trees. Goats, chickens and roosters were all over the property. I could see dead animal bones and what appeared to be dry blood. At the precise moment, I could feel fear taking over my body. I had no idea what to expect. I knocked on the door and was told to enter. The moment I walk in the living room, I could see nothing but crosses and skulls and strange symbols written all over the walls. Suddenly, the witch enters the room. She immediately asked me not to speak. She took my hand, closed her eyes. To this day, I had never forgotten what she said. In Spanish, she whispered, death came for you, but was unsuccessful. For a year, you have struggled to live a normal life. Terrifying nightmares haunt your sleep. Your body aches in pain and your soul hurts. She then guided me to another room in the back of the home. She instructed me to stand very still. She 
lit some candles and began to throw leaves, oils, and salts all over my body while chanting. She grabs a chicken, cuts its throat, gathers the blood into a wooden bowl. The witch asked me if I was ready to let go of all the evil spirits that surround me. I quickly answered yes. She mixed the blood with what I can assume was more leaves and oils. She covered my face and hands and the room was cold. I suddenly began to sweat. After about an hour, she looked at me, smiled, and looking very fatigued and tired, she said, it's done, you may leave. I gathered my things as I was walking out. She said, death is not far, but will come sooner if you break what was done today. It might seem odd, but I understood what she meant. It's been over 20 years and I've never gone back. So that was his story. I love stories like this because he actually got like a cure. Yeah. You know what I mean? She helped him. Yeah. She helped them with um, whatever he was going through. That's scary though. I can't even imagine like going through that having those like reoccurring nightmares like that and after he saw her they just went away yeah my my lady does that she could do that cleanses Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this one is called la bruja la bruja bruja so um it's about this man his name is joel he worked at a produce business um i'm gonna synopsis this so if i mess up my bad so um he works at a produce business and he does he just he did a lot of stuff. It says right here that he's a really nice guy. Um, he would, you know, chauffeur his boss around. He did a lot of jobs for him. So he was a very slender man uh, with some wavy hair, light complexion, and he had blue eyes. Um, also, it says that two years before joel became ill he spent a great deal of time in bed and spent a lot of money on doctors and medicines the doctors were apparently not able to diagnose his sickness and in the meantime he was just like losing a lot of weight he could barely move he was a very like hard-working man so for him this was like really hard he would get dizzy um he tried to drive a truck and sometimes he had to pull over to the side because of how sick he felt. So it says at first, Joel, um, you know, like he would go to the doctor and stuff. And then after a year, his brother suggested that he see a curandera. So a curandera is like a healer. Um, and that curandera also practiced witchcraft. So at first, Joel was kind of like, mm, this is dumb. Like who, who does this stuff? Right. He didn't believe, but then, um, his condition got so bad that he just finally gave in. So he went and he saw the curandera. Um, she said the doctor couldn't help him because a neighbor was the problem. So apparently one of his neighbors was doing, was paying somebody to do witchcraft I on him. I knew it. Oh yeah. my god! Because I they were it. jealous of him. He was this nice, tall, mm-hmm. hunky man with blue eyes, wavy hair, you know? So somebody was really jealous. So um, Joel found this difficult to believe. He was like, I mean, who would want to do this to me? You know, so um, the only thing the curandera told him to do was he had to wear red socks, red underwear, and they both had to be inside out. Um, And he also had to wear a cross around his neck, um, but it had to have a red string around it. So then um, let me see. 
So then after that, he began to feel a lot better. He started walking, working, eating. He started getting back to like his normal life. Um, but then one day he began to feel really bad. So he had trouble breathing and he felt like he was being choked. He called his brother because he was like, I can't drive. Um, and then he told him all the things that he was experiencing. So the brother got the curandera to go with him to his work to see what was wrong. So the curandera is like, are you wearing your red shorts? He's like, yes. Do you have the cross? He was like, yes. He's like, it's right here. So he picked it up and the string was black. And he's like, I told you to. She was like, I told you to wear a red string. Why are you wearing black? And he's like, well, the red string broke so I didn't have another one so I just put a black one so then she was just like um take that off so he took it off and then she began to yell and like order the bad spirits to like abandon him so she was doing some kind of like ritual and then it says that Joel felt that his throat began to loosen up and he started to like to breathe normally and to feel like much better and then she asked him do you want me to transfer the spell to the one responsible for casting it and Joel was like such a nice guy he's like no I just want to feel better like he was feeling so bad that he's like I just want to feel better but however like a short time later one of his neighbors died and Joel was wondering like if maybe she was like fuck that (laughs) I'm gonna send it back to him or they just got it yeah back to them so um that was Joel's story um but it says right here This was from MexConnect.com. It says one bad aspect of witchcraft in Mexico is that some people tend to blame any misfortune on someone casting a spell on them. It creates a lot of animosity. Don't assume that these are rarities. It's very common, though, perhaps not commonly known, even among good Catholics. As a matter of fact, the belief that the supernatural is intermingled with their church beliefs in a way is incredible the influence of the ancient pre-hispanic culture still exists and then it says if you're traveling around in mexico you might want to be nice to little old ladies mm-hmm. for real just saying ain't that the damn truth mm-hmm. ain't that the truth you better be nice to my grandma <laughs> yeah you want to be nice to my grandma um this I'll one isn't you. like a it's one isn't like a curandera story or anything but i I found this and it happened in Mexico. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to say it. So um, this girl, Jasmine, it says she was going to Mexico. She was about 10 years old. Um, They planned a vacation and they were driving actually to Mexico. They lived in Missouri. Um, So she said everything was fine until they reached the border of Texas and Mexico. So the mom was taking a nap in the front seat and um, they noticed that she was having a nightmare. She was screaming, no. No, don't touch me. Leave my family alone. And then they woke her up. They're like, you know, what's going on? We're crossing the border already. And she said that in her dream, she saw a bunch of dead souls uh, of people in Mexico began to surround the car and they reached their arms into the car, grabbing her and all the family out. And there were like a lot of them, like a lot of spirits. And they were trying to stop, stop them from going to Mexico. They're like, don't come go back in her dream and the weird thing is that she dreamed that she was in the border and when she woke up she was at the border so mm-hmm. they were like oh that's kind of weird like just yeah. they just thought it was like a coincidence so they arrived um they went to Michoacan Mexico so that's where they're from she says she doesn't remember much about the visit but she remembers that the day they went for a walk 
on the woods. It was a normal day. Her and her brother and sister decided there was absolutely nothing to do. So the older people, they got together to make lunch for them or whatever. Um, then they ate lunch and decided to go, you know, explore the woods. So it says, little did we know it was a bad idea. They walked down the dirt road and came to a dead end. From there, they walked through the plains and it led into a wooded area. They walked about 100 feet into the woods and then out of nowhere, it began to storm out. And then she said, this is very odd because it was a sunny day and there was no sign of a storm coming. So they all looked at each other. They were kind of confused, like, I wonder why it's raining or whatever. So then all of a sudden they heard a woman cry and it says her cry was painful and it would end with a scream. So it says I was so frightened. We all just stood there frozen and didn't say a word. The cry began to sound like it was getting closer. We just stood there waiting to see what would happen. So it says, suddenly my sister let out the most horrifying scream ever. The rest of us looked at her and she was staring up into the trees. So they're in this forest and the sister's just looking straight up at the trees that are like super, super tall. <laughs> Everybody looked up to see what the sister was looking at. And then she said she will never forget that scream. And then it says what she saw that day was a woman that was crucified about 40 feet up in a tree. She looked down at them. And then as they looked up at her, she was wearing a faded black torn dress and her hair was dark and tangled. She had scars on her face and on her legs and she looked like a zombie. And then it says a few seconds of a few seconds later, all of us screaming and crying. We began to sprint out of the woods. We looked back and the woman was gone, but we kept running. As soon as we hit the plains, there was no more rain. We stopped running and recollected ourselves. We didn't understand why it wasn't raining anymore, but it looked like it had never rained at all. We walked back into town, gathered with the elders. They noticed right away the terror in our faces and asked us where our whereabouts. We told them our story and to our surprise, they believed us. We cried as we told the story and they sat back to tell us the real story. So it says they explained that about a hundred years ago, there was a woman who was accused of brujeria. So they accused this woman of being a witch. Then she was murdered by the townspeople. But before her assassination, when she would walk the streets, people would throw things at her like crucifixes oh and just like they were really ugly with her. And it says, um, my grandmother said that there have been people that claim to see her in the woods, but most reports have made have been made by children. The raining was explained to be a sign of pain and sin. The encounter traumatized me as a child. I will never forget the sound of the woman's cries followed by the lightning and the thunder. I couldn't speak of this to other children in school because no one believed me. I once told my best friend, but she laughed and said I, it, I freaked her out. So she didn't believe me. After that, she never talked to me again from there on. I never told my story to any more kids at school. Rude. So I feel like if they weren't like mean to that poor lady, maybe she wouldn't be out there haunting all these kids. I had to take a breather after that one. I, was just when? <laughs> I recorded all of like Ashley's facial expressions. <laughs> Mine were not bad. They were just more like informative. Okay, she's crucified in the damn tree. <laughs> like, that's not bad. Hi. And it's dark outside and the I'm security sorry, light yeah, keeps going off. It's freaking me we're out. We're recording like it's late at night right now. Yeah, well, that's not too late. Time. It's like eight something, but. <laughs> it's Damn, dark. it's savings time. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> So I just have like 
when people think of I'm witches, scared to look outside. <laughs> That's why Did I'm you that there. Yes. I thought you turned around because you heard that. No. It sounded like someone knocked on the window right now. Drew. Come here. They're coming. Is that that's why you turned around, right? Because I heard it. The neighbor just got. Oh. Neighbor, why you gotta be scaring us? Are you scared, honey? Yes, and I gotta I should have came with you because now I gotta drive back by myself. No. Can you close here? Does it go down? It doesn't. Did you hear? Like a knock. Why? 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 That. He's going outside. <laughs> We're big babies. <laughs> You're fine. Oi. Okay. Scary continue. Podcast, scary podcast. Sorry, we had to take a little break because somebody knocked on the window and it's late at night. Yeah. Okay, wait. Uh, I'm just going to do the rest of the podcast. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, See, I, thought, I thought it was the neighbor. But still, I was scared. I'm still going to do the podcast like this. <laughs> we'll no, I'm going to do it, but I'm well, just going to look down. We'll, we'll, say a, we'll say a prayer before we go home. Yeah, we'll say a prayer. Um, I just wrote about what you really think. What? Yes, we'll, we'll say a prayer here. All of us holding hands. <sighs> go ahead. You're all scared. I am. Ashley's like terrified <sighs> right now. Okay, Ashley. So I'm actually talking about the lechuza. Hi, Dios. Hi. Hi. Hello, Do we have honey. To talk about that? <laughs> I know, I know, and it's weird because you just talked about it, but I mean, it's nothing scary. I just have like basic, uh, it's just like the facts. Yeah, like basic okay. facts. It says um, they are supposedly shape shifting witches. It appears to be a large bird with a woman's face and hair. The lechuza begins as a normal human who sells her soul to the devil in order to be given powers, and then she becomes a bruja. Um, on the daytime, they look like regular women throughout the day, but at night they fly through the air or hide to look for prey. Um, and it says that they make weird noises like a human whistle or an infant crying. So if you hear the cries of La Lechusa, it means that you're in danger or someone in your family is dying. It, that's what they would say back in the day. Yeah. I mean, it's not true i don't think supposedly they're so big that they can carry a full grown man in their talons jeez um the only thing that could drive the lechuza away is probably like salt prayer and then i read somewhere else that cussing at it but i don't think you would want to cuss at the lechuza right i feel like that would piss her off yeah yeah I don't know. I, I read just, that that's somewhere last too. night. I was like, oh my God. And I remember, and I told my mom this story. She's like, oh my God, it sounds like the lechuza. I was like, let, wait a minute. Let me get to it. Yeah. Let me do it. And there's a lot of stories of the lechuza sightings. Mm-hmm. Like, this is there's just a the lot very, very, very tip of the iceberg. Um, you know what, though? Kind of going back to the bruja, yeah. There's like some women, though, that take advantage of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my my great grandma, she lives on her own. And I mean, if I say it wrong, I'll, I mean, I'll ask my mom tomorrow. I should have asked her. But um, so there is a lady that went to my grandma's house and knocked on a door and said that she wanted to give her a cleaning because she felt that she needed to protect her or something like that. Mm-hmm. So she gave my grandma a cleaning and then she cracked the egg or whatever. And this lady was like carrying like a doll or whatever. And pretty much after she did the cleaning to my grandma, she told my grandma, okay, that's going to be um, like 
$1,200 or something like that, like charged like an insane amount of money, right? To my grandma. And she was like, no, like you didn't tell me you were going to charge me. You said that you, that you felt like you needed to come here and give me a cleaning. So the lady got mad and like, whatever the lady laughed. My grandma said, I'm not going to pay you. Like you, yeah. you didn't tell me that if I would have known, I would have said, no, like I don't want a cleaning. So that night, um, which is weird before the lady even got there, my great grandma, she, um, she has hardwood floor. So like her entire house is like wood. So she was actually in the middle. She just finished mopping her entire house with the cleaner. And then she always puts holy water in her cleaner. So she's, she's always said, I got this from my aunt too. Mm -hmm. She always said like, whenever you're going to mop your house, put holy water in the cleaner too. It's cleansing your home with the holy water too. Mm -hmm. So that's what she did. She just finished doing that when that lady got there. So she said at night, my Great grandma's so cute. She always does a rosary and she always prays for every single family member in our family. She's like, yeah. it's like, re like religiously, like this is what she does every night before she goes to bed. So she said as she was praying that she heard um like scratching all like underneath the house. Like if something was trying to get in, but it's like it couldn't get in because she, she mopped Mops. the entire house. So, um, my aunt ended up talking to her. I really don't know like the, like what happened, but I, I believe that, um, one of the, the ladies that we go to, um, for like our cleanings went to my grandma's house and like blessed the house and like did the cleaning. And then they ended up seeing the lady like a few days later walking down the street or whatever. I don't know if they paid her the money to like have her back off or what happened. I'll find out and I'll tell y'all next time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like people take advantage of that stuff oh, yeah. like yeah. big time. They charge Espe like an arm and a leg. Especially but if they see you like suffering, like people yeah. go and go for help. Well, it made me so mad. I'm like, my grandma's like, my great grandma's is tiny, like cute, like four foot like mm -hmm. zero lady like she's so <laughs> tiny like she's so little I'm like how can you go and like try to take advantage of her yeah it's so ugly people are so ugly i know and they for what for money like i mm -hmm. hate that like curanderos and brujas they're supposed to be there to help you mm -hmm. you know yeah. and now you don't even know who to trust there's some legit ones and then there's people that are like no don't go they're scams yeah. But yeah because there's a lot of people like that like we go um the the lady i go to for my for that me and my mom go to for our cleanings she does it every first friday of the month um and she doesn't even ask for money like we give her money because like she's cleansing us you know what I mean yeah. but she doesn't even ask for it like she it's not an expectation for her yeah and like she sometimes she it. even hesitates she's like mm. or like she won't take it from your hand like you have to leave it on her desk otherwise she won't take it like she, <laughs> but yeah I remember when like I had like a lot and I need to go back because uh, 2028 my year <laughs> yeah. but I remember I was having like a lot of negative stuff happening to me and she did the cleansing and I like slept like a baby that night yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, give it to me deep. Give me that deep cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> this like our topic's not even that scary. I think it's just because it's at night that we're like, <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm good. <laughs> Can you know, we so switch next time? Like I'll sit there and you so I don't have to face the window. Oh, if you want. <laughs> but I hate having my back towards the door. Yeah. That's I hate having things. it towards the window right now because I know it's, it's dark and yeah. Yeah. Um, there's this lady, this cleansing lady or whatever that my family goes to in Mexico, mm -hmm. but she doesn't accept money in her hand. She has this, um, like a fishbowl full of water. And she asks you whenever you pay her to put the money in the bowl of water and then she'll get it from there. So oh, is it I like maybe cleansing her, it? I, I haven't asked her why. I mean, I don't, 
I don't have I don't have the need yeah. to ask why, but it's just I thought that, that was cool. <laughs> what if Maybe she's like, I'm just a things. germaphobe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's not. I don't like germs. <laughs> I don't know what you for. I don't know how you got that yeah. dollar. <laughs> and and, and in from. Mexico, some of the money is made out of plastic, so it's like whatever. Yeah. 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 So I know I put grew it up, in the bowl. I grew up with all that stuff too. Like anytime, like. Whenever like the baby starts crying, even my dad, my dad's like, get something red, get something red, and he'll get like a red string and like put, put it, it on, on her forehead. forehead. Yeah. yeah, that's like, for hiccups too. Yeah, my, whenever she she had the hiccups all the time, my grandma gave me um my dad's mom. I have all my grandmas, but <laughs> so I have my grandma, and then I have my grandma Mendoza that I call my Spanish grandma because she's from Mexico, and then I have my great grandma, and then I have I think that's it. <laughs> I have and so many I just, I just have my. I have one grandma left. I think I just have my grandma Irene now. Grandma Irene. I think that's yeah. it. Because mm-hmm. I don't have my great grandma anymore. I think she was. Oh, well, no, my mom's mom. But... Talk about her. Well, and then I have Tim's grandmas, too. I count them as part of the grandmas. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. But um, this was What fun. was they saying? About like growing up with it. And Growing up Mexican. Oh yeah, like anytime, like we something weird happened, like my grandma would come over. And- like I feel like um, I did that. Like my I grew up like that too, but not like as everyone started getting older, like it kind of like stopped. But I feel like my dad like still practices or want mm-hmm. or like wants to. But my grandma Irene's the one that mostly is like people would go to her for like yeah. healings and stuff like that. So yeah. he got a lot of stuff from like from her. So stuff that he does tell me every now and then it's like, oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. grandma Irene told me. Yeah, like my great would be my great, great, great aunt. So if it was my grandma's aunt, mm-hmm. it's my great, great aunt, right? I don't know. Is Your it? Great aunt. Just okay, one. so my grandma's mom, my great grandma, her twin She's she's she has a twin sister. Um, was the white witch mm-hmm. of that side of the water side of the family, um, and she would do that. She would like help people do cleansings and like if they felt like they had like witchcraft on them, she would like help them out. She would go and do like walkthroughs of the house and like bless the house and do house cleansings and stuff. Yeah, my so. mom was telling me because I was telling her we were gonna talk about witches, and she's like, "Oh, and I think that was my grandma's aunt too." Mm-hmm. Um, she said that we have a we had an aunt Matilde. I think she said her name was she Matilde. Was like the white witch. Yeah, mm-hmm. she knew where stuff was. If you went and said, "Hey, I lost my cow. Where is it?" She would tell you where it was at. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah she wow. knew. I think somebody had killed one of their family members. She knew who did it, but she wasn't gonna tell anyone because then my other family members would get mad and want to go kill that person she wasn't like vengeful or anything she was like also like kind of like a midwife mm. like she, it's just the practices like herbalisms like being a curandero i guess is being mm-hmm. kind of labeled as being a witch yeah very sciencey mm-hmm. oh my leg popped <laughs> oh i thought i thought you like slapped your thigh no that's how hard it popped pop it girl well, pop it, pop it. on that note <laughs> We're done. Yeah, because I'm hungry. I'm terrified. <laughs> yep. I told you you should have let me pick you up. I know. I'm just kidding. Now I got to drive home by myself. You. Well, I live close. It'll so. be okay. So if you have any stories you would like to send us or any other um, famous witches, white witches, whatever kind of witches you would like for us to cover, um, feel free to email us with your suggestions. You can even send it to us on our social media sites. Mm-hmm. So our email is scarynotscarypodcast at gmail.com. 
scarynotscarypodcast.com. You can visit our website at scarynotscarypodcast.com. And you can also reach us on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a TikTok now. We have a TikTok now. <laughs> so fun story. Funny story. Ashley texted me and said, hey, so what do you think about getting a TikTok for the podcast? <laughs> I was like, you know what? I thought Imagine. about it, but I was like, hmm, I don't know how that would work. Well, but she did it. Test it out. We're going to test it out. Go ghost hunting. And... I guess it would be like a more of a get to know us, watch us be silly behind the scenes kind of stuff. So you could find us at, was it at scary, not scary pod? Yeah. That was scary, not scary pod on TikTok. So since we, since we can't, since we don't have a Snapchat for the podcast, this would kind of be like our Snapchat. It's except all the stories are saved and you can rewatch them. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. There you go. We found a loophole. Yay. (laughs) But you can still follow us on our personal Snapchats. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. And then of course on our Instagrams as well. We have the entire team tagged on every picture that we post on there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and don't forget to become a Patreon donor if you haven't already. Um, check out our tiers. We're going to be updating them soon. I actually need to do that tomorrow. I'm setting a reminder for myself right now <laughs> as we speak. Um, and I think that's it, guys. Thank yep. you for listening to us. Thanks Thank for you for joining. supporting us. And until next time, remember to always stay scary.